Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Nina Wolf. Nina has been involved with cats, dogs, rabbits, and horses all her life. She has shared her home with one of her own cats, as well as over 200 fosters over the years, and cannot imagine life without these velvet paws. For the last two decades, her focus has been on animal nutrition and wellness, scouting out dangers from unsafe ingredients in pet food to toxins in pet care products. She has seen firsthand, over and over again, the fallout from the use of chemicals in products for our animals, and went so far as to open her own shop to give people the opportunity to purchase healthier products. She's now a writer and stays home with her four-legged friends. Nina, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thanks, Stacey. It's great to be here. It looks like and sounds like you have worn many hats over the years, and you're now focusing a lot of your time as a writer, and you've been doing a fair amount of writing for a really new initiative for Cat and Dog. Would you like to share with us a little bit about that? Sure, I would. Actually, Cat and Dog has been around since 1989. They're one of the first people that undertook a project like this. And what drew me to it is just the the inherent safety of it. There are no harmful substances whatsoever. And over the years, I've just seen so many, particularly cats, with kidney failure, skin problems, neurological issues, all these kinds of things that can be traced back to chemicals. Yeah, so that's that's what got me on board. I'm looking at it. It's this really neat, cool little tag that you can put on your cat's collar. And it's a natural flea and tick repellent, and it lasts up to two years on your cat. How does this thing work? It's not magic like it might look like. A mammalian heart actually creates its own electromagnetic field. These tags are also electromagnetically charged in a very fancy proprietary machine in Germany. And when the tags come in contact with the animal and they rub back and forth against the fur and they're, they're close to the electromagnetic field of the heart, the two of them together, the two electromagnetic sets of waves, if you will, I'm trying to make this as visual as possible mm. without pictures, are completely out of phase. So if you picture, if you drop two stones in the water and you watch the ripples and when they hit each other, they do funny things, Right. They, they kind of bang, bang up against each other and, and then form kind of a, I don't know really how to describe it, but they, they work in around each other, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a good pictorial description of this on the site, um, and I can give you that later. But So what happens is this forms a field, an electromagnetic field, that doesn't even hurt the fleas, let alone the people or the animals. It just, they don't like it. They don't like the feel of it. Um, bugs pay a lot of attention to electromagnetic fields. That's how they navigate and stuff. And they don't like it. And they just go away. You have, based on your bio and your background, it sounds like you've always been a type of person to sort of learn about a product and really dive deep into it to ensure that 
you're using a product that is the safest possible product that you can use for your your animals. It sounds like you you know a lot about wellness, nutrition, and those kinds of things. How did you find out about this product and what sort of due diligence did you do to ensure that your pets were going to be safe using this? Well, I have for many years really dug into things. But when I owned a store, food manufacturers just to hate to get my calls because I was always asking, you know, where is it sourced? What's this? What's that? I had 25 gazillion questions. And I did that for this as well. So I wanted to know what is this machine? How are they actually, what are these, how are, how are these electromagnetic waves in there? What happens to it? Is it somehow like radioactive or something? You know, what's going on there? Once I was convinced that it was safe and that these waves were perfectly natural kinds of things that are around us all the time anyway, and we were just using them to our advantage, I did try them on my own animals. At that point, I was in Germany, which is heavily tick infested. I was living in a house in the middle of the woods. There were just ticks everywhere. Fleas were also a problem. We had cats and dogs. And so I tried them there and I thought to myself, well, I mean, this is kind of an unfair trial, really. You know, I'm not giving them a fair chance. But it worked. I was honestly shocked. It worked. Mm. And so um, I was duly impressed and decided that this was something I could get behind. Um, I'm very big on not only research, but testing to make sure that the thing actually works and is safe. So I was satisfied at that point. I know that I've used topical treatments before on my cats and in the past, my cats are now indoor only. So luckily I don't have to do that. I've always felt terrible doing that to my cats. And, and I went through a period where one of my cats was eating garlic every day and he smelled incredible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I sort of tried some of the other avenues too, but it sounds like you have a lot of history and experience seeing you know, what's happened to animals that have had that topical uh, treatment. I'm looking at this and I'm going, all the other options have always been not very pleasant to me. I mean, the, the smell of the products, the the feeling of it, and the fact that you can't get it on your skin or the, you know, the world falls apart and that kind of thing. I mean, what does that say? If you're not allowed to get it on your own skin, what does that tell you? Right. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Right. There are a couple of chemicals. Um, they're all really hard to say, but there are a couple of chemicals that are common, and some of them are, are particularly, you know, one brand or whatever, but it's things like fipronil. Let's see, what are some of the other ones? There's um, imidacloprid, there's the pyrethroids, and permethrin and um, paraproxifen. Those are all kind of related. They're either the natural or synthetic versions of the things that comes from the chrysanthemum plant. And a lot of people get waylaid by the fact that it comes from a chrysanthemum and they believe that that's going to be safer. In fact, it's, those substances are responsible for more than half of the reports to the EPA about animal deaths. Mm. And, you know, it's amazing what these, what these things do, like fipronil on the site for this particular product. It leads you to believe that it's, that these chemicals stay in the oil glands of the animal, but further studies from independent doctors and research scientists have in fact proven that no, they don't, they enter the body and the organs, this stuff is actually in their organ tissue. Mm. It causes altered thyroid hormones and liver and kidney toxicity and convulsions and thyroid cancer. I mean, how many cats do we know 
off the top of our head who either have kidney failure or thyroid problems. Right. I mean, it's it's very it's a relevant thing. Imatacloprid, I have such a hard time saying that. I'm so sorry. That one causes also thyroid problems and liver problems. So again, stuff that we see in cats all the time. Liver, heart, lungs, spleen, adrenals, brain, um, reproductive organs, all of those are, are adversely affected. It's a neurotoxin, so it can cause labor breathing and muscle weakness. And then the pyrethroids, I mean, they're, they're just horrible. Heart attacks, seizures, brain damage, lung cancer, liver tumors. There are all kinds of things, in, including endocrine functions. And if you get into the science of how things work, endocrine function is incredibly important to keep health in balance. Um, and it even causes like aggressive behavior is something that's been noticed. These things are deep, deep inside your animal in some of the um, organs and systems that are so necessary to their long and healthy lives. And this is just stuff we see everywhere. Now, are you talking about specifically the topical treatments or the, also the ones that you can take internally? It's the same. Is it the same stuff that goes in those pills too? There are these chemicals in all that's in sprays, in topical, in oral medications, and also in the colors. Looking for a great tool to help educate your neighbors about community cats? Check out this sign available from the folks at Lumen LS, a life-saving organization from Broward County, Florida, that believes no cat should be left behind. This sturdy, bright orange sign featuring an ear-tipped cat would be great for cat colony caretakers, shelters and rescues, spay-neuter clinics, or municipalities and animal control organizations. Education about the correct ways to manage community cats is exploding in the U.S., especially in the last five years. This sign will help you let your community know that ear-tipped cats have been fixed and vaccinated and pose no threat to them. The community cat sign comes complete with all of the hardware you need to post it, Buying and posting the sign will help move animal welfare forward and improve outcomes for cats in your area. You can view and purchase the signs directly from our Facebook page at Lumen LS. They also have a colorful informational brochure about community cats plus lots of other resources. Support the Community Cats podcast and LumenLS.org by going to Lumen LS on Facebook today. Are you starting to think about that special holiday gift? Why not give the gift of a Community Cats podcast branded t-shirt, coffee mug, bag, or other item? This is the perfect way to spread the word about helping community cats. The proceeds from the sales will go to support the Community Cats podcast and the Community Cats Grants program, which helps small groups grow their fundraising programs to be able to fund more spay-neuter programs for free-roaming cats. Go to www.communitycatspodcast.com and click on our shop button in the menu bar today to get that perfect community cat gift right now. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. This show focuses on talking about sort of community cats, and oftentimes community cats are rescued and people bring them in. You've had 200, you know, yep. fosters in your house over the years. This product, you know, is great for when you have your own cat, but I mean, is there something that we can utilize based on your past experience for our community cats or for the foster kitties that we take in? I'm a big fan of diatomaceous earth around cat colonies in cat houses you build outside for feral cat colonies. If you bring feral cats or, or stray cats into your home and they're carrying fleas, 
then a good dose of DE throughout your house is always a good idea. What is diatomaceous earth? Can you be more specific? Yeah, diatomaceous earth is, it's actually little tiny, tiny fossils, ground up very, very fine. It feels softer than powder, actually. There are a couple different grades, and you want the food grade, because, of course, if it gets on you or it gets on your animals, you may accidentally ingest some of it. But it's very sharp. Like It feels soft in your hands, but if you look at it under a microscope, it's very sharp and jagged. So what happens is it actually scrapes the exoskeletons of the pests, and they die of dehydration. And it's very effective in a home environment or in a garden as well. So one of the things that you have to do with the tags is, is you have to make sure that you get all the fleas off of your animal first. And this may be a time when you also have to use that DE, that diatomaceous earth. If your animal has infested your home, like my guys all sleep on my bed with me, they're up on the couch, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So to avoid all those chemicals in your home, the diatomaceous earth is a really good way to kind of get rid of that initial infestation and move past it. All right. I'd never heard about that. So that's great information to know. And uh, if there's any, you know, information or literature that you can share with us on that, that topic, that would, that would be great. I would like to go back to the tags and sort of round up that conversation. So if I wanted to get a tag for one of my cats, and I, and I do want to state that Cat and Dog has generously become a sponsor of the Community Cats podcast, but if there are folks interested in trying one of these tags, you know, how much would it cost and where could they get one? You can get them right on the site, the U.S. site, which is catanddogs.us, C-A-T-A-N-D-O-G-S dot U-S, and like I said, they're about $65. That'll do you for two years. You do have to prepare your animal first. So as I mentioned, you have to get them flea-free first. I recommend combing and a non-toxic spray like maybe Dr. Mercola's Healthy Defense on the Mercola.com site. That's M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. In their pet section, they, um, Dr. Karen Becker has some fantastic stuff in there. She does have some sprays. And, and flea treatments for dogs. This particular spray um, is also good for cats. Of course, when we're dealing with cats, you have to worry about essential oils. So we have to be a little bit careful about that. Fleas don't like water. So it, it's, it isn't like you have to go get some really high power flea bath for them. If you just bathe your cat in a little Dawn dishwashing detergent or something, the fleas are going to go. They won't like it. They're, they're, they're going to get off there. What you're really worried about is getting way down in there and getting the flea eggs out, getting rid of all those eggs so that you're not in a life cycle kind of situation where, you know, in a couple days, you know, 15 days or so, they come back. So once you get the tag from catanddogs.us and you've got your animal all prepared, you put the tag on there and it takes up to 21 days for very large animals, so less for cats, for it to be fully active because it kind of, it, it has to be next to them, next to their skin and have the friction of the fur and all that. But um, yeah, it's that easy. It's really not that big a deal. And then you're done. And you were just talking about a certain period of time for them, for the it to become active, but it's not like we're going to notice anything different about anything. It's not going to glow. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. You won't notice a thing, and neither will your animal. 
they, they won't detect any strange thing going on. Yeah, I find this fascinating. And I always wonder why, like, well, why have we not heard about this, you know, sooner? I'm assuming that this is a product relatively new to the United States, or has this been around for a while? It's not so much that it's new. And I'll be really super honest and open a can of worms here. We don't hear about it because it doesn't have the big advertising budget that the other places do. Hmm. It doesn't belong to a really big multinational corporation that has an entire building full of advertising professionals and lawyers and all that kind of stuff um, to to sell it. So it's really a matter of just market power, I think, more than anything else. It's a tough cycle to break, but you know, I, I think your audience is, is probably made up of people who kind of dig around a little bit and try to find the real information and try to find the best nutrition and try to find the, the safest alternatives. So I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, my listeners definitely, they like to ask questions um, and they like know what they're, they're doing, what they're getting into. But I also know that they feel oftentimes frustrated because there are times where they feel like they don't have what they need to be able to help community cats to help relieve their flea and tick infestations and that kind of thing. And so it sounds like you've given us a couple of good tips for that. And then once the cats are brought in and they are defleed, then they have the option of having that tag. And you know, another problem for people, honestly, people with the very best of intentions, um, it's very hard to figure out who to listen to out there. There's so much information. And to be able to judge who's giving you really good information, who's done their homework, who's really done the research, who has a good solid background, it takes years to figure out just who to listen to. Right. So it, it can be very frustrating for the average pet person who you know has their own job and life and stuff. The time it takes to research and get to know and network and all that is overwhelming. So if you do have a couple of good sources that you listen to, like your podcast, that you trust, that makes life a lot easier. So thanks for all that you do. Oh, thank you, Nina. If folks are interested, I know you mentioned uh, the site earlier, but I'm going to ask you to repeat it again. If they're interested in getting one of these tags or finding out more about the product, how would they do that? They just go online to Cat and Dogs US, C-A-T as in Tom, A-N as in Nancy, D-O-G-S dot U-S. And they will be able to purchase them right there. And they come in nice little cases with all the instructions. Yeah, it's very easy. I want to thank you for sharing several of these with me. And they are just wonderful products. As I said in the pre-show winner, this sounds like just too good to be true. Um, <laughs> and it sounds like it, it really is for real. So this is great. I mean, it just seems so simple. And uh, I've just felt that it was really important to present an alternative to our listeners to know that there's a definitely a different alternative out there than what our standard protocols have been in the past. So uh, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we uh, close up? I don't necessarily. I just wanted to mention a couple of, if they wanted to go take a look at some of the background material and the chemicals that are in the current average, you know, the, the stuff out there, the sprays and collars and that kind of stuff. And they could take a look at the Natural Resources Defense Council, the NRDC, the Environmental Working Group. They have a fabulous paper on um, 
the chemicals that can now be found just as a baseline in animals' blood. The Humane Society, and although this is about cats, I will just say that Dogs Naturally magazine has some really good articles about flea treatments that are also applicable. I mean, the, the lessons are applicable to cats as well. So if they want to look into them further, there are some resources for you. Well, Nina, I want to thank you so very much for being a guest on today's show. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on in the future. And, you know, I will say again that to thank Cat and Dog for coming on the Community Cats podcast as a guest as well as a sponsor. And so I'm sure we'll keep in touch and um, hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. I appreciate it. You know what? I've forgotten one thing. Can I just throw that in there? Most certainly. One of the big problems with the topical things, too, is like you were saying at the very beginning that you aren't supposed to get them on your hands, right? Think about all of our kids who are cuddling with these animals and sticking their faces down into their fur. I know. Yeah, that's huge. So that's one of the big things for me, too, is that, you know, it's it's safe for my animals. It's safe for me. It's safe for my kids or my grandkids or whoever happens to be around, and I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you very much. I, I had a great time, and I'd love to come back. Excellent. Nina, thank you so much, and take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to a Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 